When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. My first guest on the program was born in Littleton. He loves Christchurch, he loves Canterbury. In fact, he's down there at the moment visiting his grandchildren. Of course, he is these days the voice of the America's Cup. His name is Peter Lester. He joins us. Morning to you, Peter. Morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, very good, thank you. You got a name for me? Watto's Watto's what, mate? <laughs> You're struggling with that. No, no. No, no, I'm just struggling no, with having to be. There? I'm just struggling with having to be on air at seven o'clock in the morning. I'm struggling being a hardcore Aucklander having to celebrate Canterbury sport. I just think it's fantastic hearing you stumbling around talking about the Canterburyans and their successes. Keep it up, mate. You'll be all right. Uh, Peter, now in 2023, March 18th to 19th, Sale GP is coming to Christchurch, which should be. Um, a wonderful spectacle and a really good opportunity for sailing lovers in Christchurch to get out and watch one of the real sort of uh, international emerging events. Now, you were born and bred in Littleton, so I just want to get your thoughts on what it's like to sail in Littleton Harbour and what are going to be some of the challenges. Well, Littleton Harbour, you know, Banks Peninsula as such as as an extinct volcano. Littleton really is a, a, a... a notch between, you know, the the crater of the volcano, out into the um, out into the sea, and what you have there, especially in the summer, is is really the classic sea breeze place, where the wind, you know, cold water out of um, out of the Banks Peninsula, then the the very hot Canterbury Plains, so you get this big thermal cranked up, hence what you get in Littleton, especially in the afternoons, is a lot of wind. Um, and what I'm talking there is a solid 20 knots, uh, which is just sucked into Littleton, and and that's the sort of condition. If if it's a classic uh, summer day that they'll get, and for those boats that'll be challenging um, because Littleton also is it's actually quite shallow in there um, with the shipping channel that's being dredged out. So you get this geographic effect of um, quite a, a shallow harbour, which pumps up a big seaway, and then you get this big sea breeze. So uh, I think for those cats, they're, they're going to have a bit on in those, those conditions, if, if they get the classic um, uh, Littleton Harbour conditions. I, um, and there's not a lot of room in Littleton Harbour for boats that are going to be doing in excess of 40 knots. So, yeah, it will be a spectacle. Uh, I think it's a challenge for them to have this event in Littleton Harbour, though. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. So you're suggesting that these conditions are uniquely Christchurch, that they're not going to find anything like this anywhere else around the world on the circuit? No, no. Well, no, it, it's different. It's confined and it's breezy and it's, it can be quite cool, um, although that won't affect them too much. But cool air has a lot of density to it and a lot of density for, for any yacht means more more power than the, the wind speed that's showing on the dial. Um yeah, no, it, it'll go off well. And one of the 
One of the things that's positive for Littleton is it, it's meant a redevelopment of that area um, down by the Littleton Yacht Club or Banks Peninsula um, Naval Point Yacht Club, and and that is a positive. I mean, it was really a bit of a dust bowl round there, and my I haven't seen it, but my understanding is it's it's been tarted up, it's been paved, uh, and it, it's it, that's a positive for Littleton for sure. Mm. So, in terms of you've talked about it being pretty small in terms of diameter and length, in terms of the actual racetrack itself, some pretty strong winds that do get up in the north. So. Would that tend to suit the New Zealand sailors, or just a good, uh, or just a good sailor? Yeah, good sailors at this level. You know, the, the, actually, that's one of the highlights. This thing does attract some of the best sailors that sail these sort of boats, and it's relevant. We're only going what? We're only going to be, you know, just two years out from the America's Cup, and you got. Burling and Tuka there, of course, with the New Zealanders. Spittles there, uh, Slingsby's there, uh, Ben Ainsley, Sir Ben Ainsley, the, the Brit, he's there, and and so they're using it as a bit of a, you know, the the ongoing tune-up for the America's Cup. Mm. Different boats, same people, and they they certainly like to to get points on the board. Um, so look, the quality is is red hot. The other thing with Littleton, it's a bit of a one way track because of the geography of the place. And and what you're going to see is uh, after the boats settle down, they really want to pump the left hand corner going upwind. Um, and in terms of that, uh, you know, the, the that's the Littleton side, the port side, uh, is where the boats. Uh, that's the favoured side of the track. It is a bit of a one way track. Mm. The, the lovely thing about Littleton from a spectator point of view, it is a natural amphitheatre with the hills that surround the actual bay itself. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's, a, you know, it's an old volcanic cone. Um, and, yeah, the, the spectators, my understanding is, I think it's nearly sold out in terms of the paid spectators, but there's plenty of vantage points around Littleton up on the hills. You know, and for people that want to go and have a look, just take a damn good pair of, um, you know, take your tramping shoes, Take a good pair of binoculars, and and uh, you you will be able to watch the boats, and um, they're they're well badged up. You see them from a long way away. Mm-hmm. Now, Peter, I just want to talk a little bit about your own career. I mean, you were world champion in the OK dinghy class in 1977, named New Zealand Yachtsman of the Year in 1977 and 1987. But you did grow up. You learnt the craft in Littleton, in Christchurch. There, what are your memories? Uh, it being very challenging. <laughs> Because um, for a little kid, you know, for a for a junior, yeah, I, um, the Littleton Yacht Club um, was was pretty pretty tough going. In fact, what I used to do, or my dad had me doing, because it was I was quite small as a junior. Um, I in fact used to go over to the Christchurch Yacht Club, which is over by Redcliffe Sumner, uh, because Littleton as a youngster was just too challenging. Later on, before I moved to Auckland, uh, I moved up there when I was 21. Um, so in my intermediate years, yes, I did used to sail in Littleton Harbour. And, and I was pretty lucky, you know, in that area of um, Brett de Thier, who went to um, Kiel or to Germany for the Olympics. Uh, he did all his training on Littleton Harbour. And as a youngster, I used to get out there with Brett in the winter, which was, which was interesting in itself, and, and crash around. And, of course... Um, Peter and Graham Manda were, were really role models to us young Cantabrians at that time. There were damn good people um, in the in the Canterbury area who sailed, but it, it's not easy, um, especially through the winter months, if you want to train through the winter to, to sail down here. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. How big is the yachting community? How big is it amongst the youngsters? And what sort of 
when you were growing up, what sort of major regattas did they hold in that part of the country? Oh, no, there was always plenty of regattas, especially through the summer, summer months. Um, I didn't ever do a junior nationals down here at that time. It was the Tan- Tanner and Tauranga Cup. Um, but certainly uh, Littleton Harbour was, was attractive for, you know, the likes of uh, especially not so much international yachting, but, but good national classes like the R-Class, the Javelins. Um, the P-Class did have nationals down here. And he, even now there's a young guy from Ch- um, Chartres Bay who's, who's looking really promising from, from the Canterbury, Will Leach. He's won the Optimus Nationals two years in a row. And doing that from south is, is no mean feat when you go up against, you know, the rafter kids that are that are so good out of Auckland. So Will Leach is a, is a young kid to look out for. He's got a long way to go yet, but in the future. And, of course, Leslie Egnott was, was a Cantabrian, um, and she, she medaled at the Olympics mm. with uh, Jan Shearer. Um, so, and, and, of course, Peter Mander was... In my opinion, you look at you talk. We talk about Peter Burling and and Russell Coots, of course. Peter Mander was the first really great New Zealand yachtsman that we had, and and he was very much from Canterbury. And I think he won the lightweight Sharpie class in in Melbourne Olympics with uh, Jack Crop. So that was New Zealand's first gold medal, and and uh, of course he came out of Canterbury. No, just someone um, just texting in here wanting to know why they perhaps don't hold this in Akaroa. Well, it's probably just a little bit far away. Akaroa is a great spot to sail. And, in fact, when I was a little uh through the summer months, uh, you know, getting ready to go to, before you went to national championships, um, I used to train over at Akaroa because it was a little bit lighter and the, the harbour's cranked round the other way, a uh, little bit lighter breeze, um, but it, it's a bigger harbour to sail. And I, I loved Akaroa, and um, I'd, love, I'd love to go back there sometime, mm. actually. Mm. Uh, uh, look, another text that's too. It's great to appreciate people texting in here on double eight double three. Uh, someone wanting to know what changes would you make to sail GP for it to be a little bit in terms of the way they uh, just just trying to abbreviate the text here in terms of the way they do things to um, in regards to getting say the best out of Littleton Harbour. So whether it be the starts, uh, whether it be yeah the the format. Yeah, format-wise, Sail GP, they start on a, a reaching leg, which means they, they start at 90 degrees through the wind as opposed to trying to go straight upwind. I think on Littleton, putting in that little reaching leg to that first mark really is going to be quite tricky for them. Um, I, I like the... Tra- now, I might be old, a bit of a dinosaur now, but I still like traditional upwind starts where you start at the, the mark one is directly upwind from the start that is not the case in sail gp um it's it's actually a format if you remember back to the uh america's cup when it was in san francisco and in, in bermuda where you started with a reach i think it puts too much emphasis on the start and whoever wins mark one pretty well if they sail well at that level and, and these guys are good it's pretty hard to pass someone. I'm going to um, ask Brendan Laney, old chainsaw, and Brendan Egan, for a journalist with stuff, a little bit later. I'm going to ask them the same questions. I'm going to ask this to you, Peter. A um, little bit of tongue in cheek here. What would be wrong with calling the new rugby stadium in Christchurch? Okay, I want you to think about this long. What would be wrong with calling it Carlos Spencer Field? <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing yeah. for, Peter? 
I remember. I know what you're talking about. I remember. No, no. I just no. Well. Simple question, Peter. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just a real simple question. I mean, the Cantabrians were all about unity under this current government. We're all about one. <laughs> oh, dear me. I don't know what? if that would go down. You don't think it would go down well? Work at Auckland. No. I don't. don't think Carlos Spencer Field would go well in Christchurch. Uh, but you get the season ticket holders in that corner, wouldn't you? What what was it? The right hand corner, wasn't it, of of Lancaster Park at that time, if I remember rightly, where he uh, he saluted the crowd. Fantastic. They used to have Bernie's. <laughs> they used to have Bernie's corner there, didn't they? At Athletic Park in Wellington. Hey, um, right, just the right. other one, and I'm going to put you on the spot here. Ian Smith often does this. You've got to have your Mount Rushmore. You know, the president's etched into the cliff face. Um, if you were to do a Mount Rushmore of Cantabrians. In sport, I'm going to open. I'm going to make this more around rugby a little bit later for Brendan Laney and Brendan Egan. Who would who would be your Mount Rushmore? Who would be your three most famous Cantabrians? Oh dear! Of, of um, well, obviously for me, in, in terms, I'd have to have a yachty in there. And that, and probably that. Well, not probably. It'd be, it would be Peter Mander, the late Peter Mander. Yep. Um, and in terms of rugby, I just used to love that. The, at my time uh, going to Lancaster Park, uh, Fergie McCormick was just fantastic because he was a, he was a character, damn good player, but an absolute character. So I'd, I'd, I think I'd have him in there as well. That's two. I need probably uh, either one more or, def- or two more. Up to you, Peter. Uh, in in terms of third, uh, um, I have had a soft spot for the. Hockey players um, yep. of that time, sort of '76, and, and you know, a, a yachty that was a sailor, and, and he was a bloody good yachtsman and a better hockey player was, you know, Tony Ineson, who of course won the, he was the captain of the team in '76 in Montreal, and he and he scored a goal in that game against the Aussies. I'd, I'd put Tony right up there as well. No, that's brilliant. So Peter Mander, Fergie McCormick, and Tony Ineson. Now you actually did. I, I remember talking to you in Tokyo last year. You actually went and saw that '76 gold medal, didn't you? Because you were at those. Olympic Games, what, in an unofficial capacity or sort of on standby? Oh, unofficial standby, whatever. At that time in Yachty 76, the, the Games um, were in Kingston in Ontario and I just happened to be in, in Europe doing um, sailing OK dinghies and on my way back, at that time it was a, a lot looser than it is now and um, yachting asked me if on the way back I'd like to, to come through Kingston and, and, and attend the Olympics. Mo- Mo- I think you'll find really. it was Montreal, Peter. Mon- yeah, but the yachting was... All oh, right, my apologies, OK. Yep. Sorry, Ontario. my apologies. My um, apologies, Peter. That's all right. It's good to get one over you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was just really, just really, really pleased that the education system down in Christchurch and Canterbury is working well. Oh, I didn't have time to go to school, mate, I tell you. <laughs> um, and uh, you, now you, I've lost my train of thought now. We were talking about the Olympic... Um, yeah, you, you watched uh, the hockey in Oh, I went to the game, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, when the sailing regatta finished, jumped on a bus, went up to Montreal, and Tony had organised for a ticket, to, or two tickets, one for me, one for Murray Ross, one of the yachties, and we went to the game, saw, saw them win it. Unbelievable. Um, you know, performance against the uh, against the Aussies, and uh, almost got arrested because we jumped on the field, ran across the field, field at the end of the game, and ended up in the changing rooms and. Uh, with the cops chasing us. So uh, I don't know if you can get away with that now. Mm, oh, brilliant. Hey, look, lovely to have you on the show, Peter. Uh, tonight, just out of, uh, you know, the NPC semi-final, we've got Canterbury up against Bayer Plenty. You're confident your boys can get the job done? Yeah, well, they should on paper, but tough game. 
tough mm. game. Uh, but it's down here. It's in, I'm actually in Christchurch, my grandson's birthday this weekend. It's down here, isn't it, Mark? Um, it, it's hard to beat Canterbury in, in, in Christchurch. Um, I, I'd give um, yeah, Canterbury by what, eight, ten? You're telling the story, Peter. I'm a guy who I'm a guy who has just I'm a guy who has just suggested possibly the name of the new stadium should be Carlos Spencer Field. So I'm probably not the right guy to be talking to, Peter. <laughs> no, Canterbury by ten. Um, yep. You'll remind me if I get that wrong. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Hey, Peter, lovely to have you on the program. Do enjoy your weekend down there. Do enjoy catching up with family and uh, some lovely insight there into Littleton Harbour and Sale GP set to go in March 2023. Thank you. Cheers, mate. All the best. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.